Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd worked for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Welcome to this week's edition of Waking Up the Outdoor Hour. Dan on 1350 ESPN. Brought to you in part by our good friends out at the driveway company out in Grimes. If you uh, have a uh, driveway that's all busted up, you got one that's cracked, it's, uh, it needs to be sealed, it's uh, uh, driving in or out, just looks awful, well, why not pick up the phone and call 515-850-1072. And uh, the guys will come out there and give you a nice estimate, and uh, they will make things look brand spanking new in your driveway and <laughs> uh, mid-commercial. Will Pirtle, gobbler down for Hunter Pirtle. Congratulations, Hunter. Youth turkey season this morning. So uh, you, they'll make it uh, brand spanking new there at the driveway company at your place. They did mine. They did my uh, back of my driveway, and it, it was just like butter. It was so smooth and they sealed the rest of my uh, driveway up, and it was really, really nice, easy. And they got in, got out, and did a great job. They'll do the same thing for you at the driveway company out in Grimes at 515-850-1072. Go check them out. Tell them Outdoors Dan sent you. We got people on Facebook Live already. Hope everyone's having a good Saturday morning. Let me go and say hi to Rod, Richard, uh, Rod Wooten, Brandon, Eric. Richard Grimes, good morning, Richard. John Davidson, Mary Applegate, Brandon, Jess, Don Palmer, Marcel. Hey, Marcel, God bless you up there. Uh, Danny Strauss, good to see you, Dana. Dan Strauss and his uh, trouser mouse down in St. Louis. He's a good guy. Uh, Steve, that's what he, that's what they say on their show all the time. Dan Strauss with his trouser mouse. Trouser mouse, yeah, yeah, there you that's go. What he, that's what he says, yeah. Um, Mitchell, Doug, Doug Guerin, good morning. Don Palmer, good morning. Brandon, Kenny Cole, Cody Monday. Cody, how you doing? How's my bow doing? Doug, Cody Monday won my bow. Uh, Brent, Joe, and I think I'm caught up. Good morning, everybody. All right, so it's just us this morning. We're talking turkey and a whole bunch of other stuff. We've got some special announcements to, uh, to tell everybody about. I need to tell, uh, Will Pirtle, see, Will got a, Will got a turkey. Well, Will didn't. Hunter did. So, but I need to tell, I need to tell him. Congrats, real quick. Uh, congrats. How you spell that? See, <laughs> Hunter, Hunter, uh, turkey. Boy, that was quick. Nice day today, too. Boy, I tell you what, I went out and put a blind up yesterday, and uh, it was just absolutely gorgeous. I'm telling you what, got to see some. Good turkey action and got to see a bunch of deer and it was a lot of fun. So it's always good to see you out there. Good morning, Tony. Good morning, Todd. Good to see you. So Doug, how you doing, buddy? So today we're just talking turkey. It's uh, of course the youth season here in Iowa. They started yesterday, uh, the 10th through the 12th. So they got today and tomorrow yet. And then we start on Monday. And I didn't even, I've been doing this live on the air because I didn't even want to look, but I'm looking at the 10 day forecast right now. Ooh, 39, 39 on Monday, but sunny. 
So I'll take that. 40 on Tuesday. So we got some sunshine for the first couple of days. So hopefully we can get some, some filming done. My first chance to get a crack at a turkey since Kansas got, got uh, canceled. So, yeah, did you all hear that? That uh, Kansas actually, they, uh, the governor canceled all the non-resident tags. You can't even buy them now. So if you had a non-resident tag and you have a place that you can go, you can still go hunt. But if you did not, you can't buy them anymore. They're gone. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, Brandon. How you doing? Let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about knowing when to shut up when calling with calling. Well, we can do that, Brandon. We can talk about that. So what I like to do, we shut that door, Andrew, for him. Thank you, please. Andrew's over there. Thank you. What I like to do is uh, when I'm yep, when I'm calling, and uh, I was going to bring my calls in today, and Raven got me distracted. So thanks, Raven. I left them in my <laughs> in my pack. Um, when I'm when I'm working a bird, and uh, I get him to gobble, and he, and I'll I'll yelp back at him, or I'll excited yelp at him. If he gobbles back at me again, I usually just shut up. After two or three times, he gobbles at me. Now, I know a lot of folks will just keep doing that, but I've had more turkeys hang up if I keep calling than if I get them to answer me two or three times. And if I know they're within 100 yards, and most of the time, if you can hear them, they're usually within 100 yards. Um, I just shut up because they're coming. And if I don't, you know, if I don't hear anything in about 15 or 20 minutes, I might, I might do some uh, purring or clucking a purr or something like that. But most of the time, if I can get them, if I can get them answering me two or three times and they're excited yelping or gobbling, they're, they're coming in and that's worked really well for me over the last, you know, 10, 12, 13 years. So before every time I kept calling, he'd gobble and I call, he'd gobble and he, I'd call a lot of times they would either hang up or they shut up. Now, if they shut up, that's not necessarily a bad thing. You still need to get ready because a lot of times if they shut up, they're coming in quiet. So you just, you got to be prepared. You got to make sure you're looking around and listening for some spitting and drumming or something. Cause as soon as they see your deeks, you know, they're usually going to come in, but that was the biggest mistake I used to make was I would call way too much. I would call way too loud and I kept calling on them because in nature, when that Tom gobbles, what happens? The hen goes to him. He doesn't come to the hen. The, he, the hen goes to him. So we're asking that turkey to do what exactly is the opposite of what's in his brain. So, And it's a real small brain. It's about the size of a pea. It's about the size of the end of that pen right there. Yeah. And it's amazing how they can use that little brain to outsmart you. Amber, good morning. Uh, let's see. Uh... Todd, Jerry, Jeff Knudsen. How you doing, Jeffy? Uh, Bo is getting decked out at Archery Field and Sports. Everything is ordered. Well, there you go, Cody. I can't wait. Amber Scholl. How you doing, Amber? Good to see you, kiddo. James, Landon, Davy Jones, my taxidermist, Mikey Fogue. How you doing, Fogey? I miss you. Uh, good morning. <laughs> good morning, Michael. And uh, Doug, good morning, buddy. So... Uh, a lot of, uh, here's my, here's my routine for calling. And, um, again, you don't have to do it like I do it. Every bird is going to react different. Every bird is, 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 is different. I mean, it's just, they're all, there's hardly ever, are hardly ever 
you get two or three that react the same because they, they all have a unique personality or the way they're going to come in and, and act. But what I like to do is I'll, I'll sit out there when I get out there in the morning is I just, I'll, I'll wait till I start hearing hens and then I'll, I'll start yelping at those hens. I'll start doing some tree yelps and stuff. And then, Hey Wade, good to see you. Good morning, Wade. A live action decoys is watching us this morning. Wade. <laughs> I'm not saying that on the air, Brandon. I'm just not, <laughs> I don't disagree with you, but <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do it. No, it's Easter. Happy Easter, everybody. I'm not going to do it. It's Easter. So anyway, um, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, I'll start doing some tree yelps and stuff and Hey, Wade, my dog got my tip of the little, uh, the little patch of tail feathers that go on at my decoy Raven got a hold of that. I was helping Jenny with a brisket last night in the smoker and I turned around and he, I looked back and he had that big glob of feathers in his mouth. I got it from him, the little snot and, uh, I'm going to have to, as soon as I shoot a turkey, I'm going to have to maybe send those to you and have you uh, make me another one, though, because I think I'm missing a couple feathers. But, oh, haven't even got to use it yet in that, that little dog of mine, that raven. So I'll start making those. It's not funny, Andrew. That's my new decoy, man. That's just not, that's just not funny. <laughs> Raven's putting uh, uh, quite the twist into things here. Well, what happened was I took him out to John, John's uncle's, out in Polk City, and he got to, he got to get live birds. Oh, so he's got the tape, you know, he's got the itch. Yeah. John was, was training him on, yeah. on live, uh, pigeon recovery and stuff for, you know, so he, he knows what them birds smell like. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm in the, I had my decoy up on, you know, about this high on the garage and a little snot jumped up there and grabbed that. I, I turned around and oh my, that's my decoy. <laughs> because it's what I'm trained to do, dad. Um, yeah. Can't I'm, be mad at me. Uh, I wasn't mad at him. It was just like <laughs> that dog. Just crazy. Anyway send them i will buddy i'll send them out there uh brett good morning jimmy fedeker good morning <laughs> knowing when to shut up helps me with gobblers and my wife there you go brandon i god bless you man i hear you so i'll start making those tree yelps and uh and then once the hens start answering me i'll i'll keep going i'll try and cut those hens off then the gobblers usually start firing up and what I, what I'm trying to do is get those hens to fly down and head my way is what I'm, and one of the things that I've learned a long time ago that really helps me and you know, I'm never going to be a world champion caller. I'm just not, I'm not going to be a, a Philip Vanderpool. I'm not going to be a Paul Butsky. Uh, it's just not in my genetics. I'm a, I'm an average caller at best, but I've shot 83 birds with my bow. So that means if I can do it, you can do it, right? It's not, you don't have to be a world-class caller. You just, if you can yelp, cluck, purr, excited yelp, that's all you really need to do. Turkeys make between 26 and 28 different vocalizations. If you can just do those four, you're golden. You really are. I mean, that cluck and the purr, that cluck, and I don't have my, if I had my call, I'd do it for you. Yeah, you know, that little, the little three or four note yelp, and then do your excited yelp or cutting. And if you can do those, you're golden. You really are. Hey, Penny, how you doing, kiddo? Uh, Rick, Timmy Phillips, good to see you. So they're they're watching Facebook Live right now. Brought to you by Imperial RV Center. So if I start hearing those those hens and I start calling to the hens in the trees, 
And uh, as soon as I hear them fly down, I'll 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 uh, do some excited yelping. Uh, and what I'm trying to do is make that hen, that boss hen, mad. If I can get her, if I can get her all fired up, that's awesome. And like I said, what I was going to say before I got sidetracked again, my ADD kicked in. Um, I try to set up where I think they're roosting at and where they're going to go for food. If you can get in that proximity in the middle of that, you're you're going to be good anyway because they're going to be heading your way. So th- that really helps if you can set up in that in that vicinity, if you can't. Now, yesterday, I went out and set my blind, and I'm not by food, but I'm, I know I'm in a, close to a section of timber that they're roosting in. And uh, I should be able to hopefully get them to come my way uh, on Monday morning. But so if I'm sitting there yelping, you know, that, and she's, she's cutting me off or she'll start yelping and I'll cut her off. That's great. Cause a lot of times they're, they're coming straight in. If it's a lone gobbler, if I just hear a gobble and I don't hear hens, then what I like to do is I'll excited yelp and, uh, I'll, or I'll cut and then I'll get him to, I'll get him fired up I'll get him to answer three or four times. And then I just, I put the call down and it's so hard to do that. I want to keep calling, but I promise you more times than not, if you do that, they're going to get mad or curious and come in. You just really got to wait and, and, uh, just read the bird. You know, you'll, you'll be able to tell what kind of mood they're in. Now, Monday and Tuesday, it's going to be cold. I don't know how fired up they're going to be. They still should be gobbling, you know, but, uh, first season, you know, I, I think it's been, we've had some pretty nice days the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, they, hopefully some of them hens are nesting already, huh? And, uh, you know, hopefully the, we're not going to be competing with, uh, all the hens if they haven't been bred yet. So we'll just have to wait and see and, uh, and, uh, be patient. Just be, the biggest thing is to be patient. Uh, like I said, if you can go, if you can stay out there until one thirty or two o'clock of those 83 turkeys I've taken with my bow on the, on the TV show, the last 17 years, um, 80, 90% of those birds were taken between 10 and two. That's magic time. And, uh, you know what, especially if you got kids, um, if you take them out a little later, let them sleep in, get out there at seven thirty, eight o'clock and, you know, ease in. So you're not bumping any of the birds and then they're not going to be ready to go at nine o'clock. Cause I guarantee you the people that are leaving the field and getting in their trucks at nine or nine 30, 10 o'clock and they're heading out cause they're tired or they you know, they're frustrated. Those they're missing the best hunting time there is that 10 to two time is amazing. We got open lines. If you want to call in, I got people answering me questions here on Facebook live too. You can do that, but two, four, four, 1350 Chad. Good to see you. Davy Bailey. Good to see you, buddy. Dan birds are gobbling down good this morning, but going to be colder here on Monday. Yeah. Here too, Dave, it's going to be 39 for the high. So yeah, it might, uh, it, they just might be a little more quiet on Monday and Tuesday. but you know, Hey, they're still breeding. So, you know, you get out, get out there. And, uh, Nick, good to see you. Mike, Kenny, good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. 515-244-1350. We got open lines if you want to call in. Tell you what, we're going to hit a real quick break. And when we come back, uh, we'll pick it up from here. If you got questions and you're, you're watching on Facebook Live, you can just uh, type me a question and I'll answer it when we come back to. You don't have to call in. But you can call in. We got open line time. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. It's Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Ain't no pain, it can't 
All right, welcome back to uh, Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. I'm sitting here visiting with everybody on Facebook Live. If you go to my page, Dan Young, or look up Outdoors Dan, you'll be able to find that and practice, practice, practice. Yeah. Well, Jeff, I, yeah, I practice all the time, Jeffy. I still, I've been doing it for 30 years and I still can't use that wing bone call. Probably won't get any better. It's just a little, that little, yeah. I use, you know, it's good for a toothpick. You know, you sit there and take that and, you know, you got a piece of jerky or, you know, pop tart sitting right there. <laughs> I, I got like four, I think three or four wing bone calls and they got scrimshaw and stuff on them, uh, or how it decorated up. And I just don't, I just keep them up at my studio or my office at home. And yeah, they're just too pretty. Don't want to mess them up. Don't want to mess them up. Stevie says watching 15 turkeys fly off the roost this morning. There you go, Stevie. He's, I know where he's at. <laughs> that's a good thing speaking of good things have you uh herman's fine jewelers over there at 2900 university in west des moines they are still closed i believe but they should be opening soon i gotta get a hold of donnie frank if you hear me call me let me know how you doing uh their number to call if they're open is 222-2600 they're over there at 29 university in west des moines They've been helping folks for a long, long time. They're going to keep doing that. And, uh, they want, they just, uh, the reason they're closed is they're trying to stay healthy. Right. So, but, uh, 10,000 diamonds and mountings in stock. They can do indoor and store jewelry repair. They can do custom jewelry. They got it all jewelry for any budget. Herman's 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 Herman's. When they open up, we're going to need to get in there and help them out. Make sure they stay around for another 37 years. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, I think I'm all caught up. Yeah. So anyway, I got this a lot. Keep your wing bone away from the Raven. <laughs> yeah. Trust me, Wade. He doesn't go downstairs in my studio. That's where I got all my turkey mounts and my deer mounts and my, all, all my bears and everything. He, he's not allowed down there. Cause if I went down there one day, he was down there, there'd be foam everywhere and feathers. It would not be, it would not be pretty. Trust me. Would not be pretty. Good morning, Adam Kilgore. Thanks for your service there, buddy. Uh, I, yeah, I know, Tony. <laughs> yeah, I know. Tony says you kiss the call. I, I get it. Good morning, Misha. How you doing? Good to see you. So, uh, anyway, uh, set up. I got decoy question here. I'm going to use, uh, I'll, I've got my DSD, my Dave Smith decoy, uh, Jake, uh, Jake Strutter. And what I did is if you were at the Iowa deer classic, you got to see Wade and Teresa, that a live action decoy, he came up with a string system that is really, really cool where the tail fan will come up. It'll, you can pull that tail fan up and spread it out and do side to side with it. It's like a, it's like you're like a puppet almost. Hey, Kenny Hauser. Good morning, buddy. Be down there in a week. Kenny can't wait to chase some birds with you. So, uh, anyway, that, that system is simply amazing. So I'm going to use that. I'm going to use a, uh, a lay down hen and a feeding hen. Those are, or an alert hen. I'll, uh, I'll probably take both of them with me, but I usually do three decoys. I'll put them in a little triangle about 12 yards. Cause I'm going to use a, I'm going to use those salad decaps for, with my bow, those head hunters. It's, it's, it's over. So if I can get them in. It's, uh, we're going to have turkey dinner, turkey, turkey. It's what's for dinner. Turkey. It's what's for dinner. Let me do it. My saying turkey. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> yeah. We got to get that on a commercial somehow. What? Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, we we got to start selling not only the songs, but we got to start selling the, some type of outdoor Dan turkey jerky. No turkey jerky. Yeah. yeah, no, it's just it's it's you know Sam, just, I, I, Sam Elliott, man. I just I wish I had his voice. Turkey, it's what's for dinner. You know, I just cookies barbecue sauce, the perfect choice for your chicken. <laughs> perfect. Turkey <laughs> yeah. cookies barbecue sauce, the perfect choice for your turkey. I'm telling you, man, guy makes a fortune on his voice. It's just crazy. They're gobbling down there, Kenny. Oh, Kent, my buddy in Missouri is telling me they're gobbling. I'm ready, buddy. We'll be down there in a week, a week and a day. Well, actually a week and two days. So I hadn't down there. So, you know, I was hoping, I was, I was hoping Larry Mack, uh, Larry Mack was gonna, let me see if I can get Larry Mack on the, to answer a text. He might be sleeping in the poor fella. He's been so overworked lately. He just, he really has. <laughs> hey, uh, are you up this morning? And he's going to say, well, of course I'm up. Yeah. Hey, are you up this? I am. Yeah. Let me see if he answers. I can always tell cause it says red, you know, I love, I love when you text somebody and you know that the, they know if you're pl- you know, they're playing with you or not. Cause you can see if they read it or not. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, uh, Oh, what was it with uh, the office where he gives the, he gets the temp phone number and he calls him so much. Yeah. And then he starts looking out the window and he's eating lunch. He goes, Oh, there's the temp. I'm going to call him. And he sees the phone and he puts it back in his pocket. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> but that's the, kind of, you can bust somebody for doing that. So. Yeah. That's the, what the good and the bad side of technology these uh, days. Oh, I'm telling you, it's kind of crazy. Oh, kind of crazy. 726 and some change. So the kids are out there doing it right now. I got a bunch of pictures from kids yesterday. So good, good going kids. The kids are putting it on them. Boy, some of the dads and some of the moms got them on video too. They, they smoked them, man. I'll tell you what, they, they rolled them. So good old turkey strips and, um, you know, recipes real quick. I, my, a couple of my favorite things to do with turkeys, you can skin them out. Uh, good morning, Nick. Good to see you. Morning day, heading out, heading out, head hunting or body. What do you prefer? Um, Dave, I actually like doing both. Um, you know, the head shooting with those salad decaps, um, they're, they're two, they're, they're huge. Uh, they're 200 grains and the man, they are really well made. And if you, if you hit that Turkey, the nice thing about it is if you miss the Turkey's fine. If you, if you hit where, if you hit right below the head, the neck, it's over. I mean, that's the the quickest, most humane. <laughs> Tommy, uh, <laughs> Tom says, get back to the recipes. Um, it's the most humane way to dispatch a turkey there is. The body shots. I like the body shots because the head, the only thing bad about the the head hunters, it ruins your pictures. Yeah, I mean, you you know, the heads over here, and you know, you got it's just yeah, it's you know, with the regular with the regular body shots. Um, you know, the, everything looks so nice. You fan out the wings, you get the tail fan, you get that little tail sever that Skippy made that tail fan thing. You flip that up and you, you know, you can sit there and get behind it and do your grabbing grin and the head's nice out in front of you with the beard. I mean, it's just a beautiful picture, you know, it really is. But with the head hunter, it's just something's missing, you know, you got to put the head over there but I don't know. They're, they're, I'm going to, I'm going to probably try to take two or three with the head shots and two or three with the, the body shots. And, uh, just the biggest thing about turkeys, remember their vitals are about the size of your fist, about the size of a softball. 
So, you know, you, you, it's a very small area. And the thing about turkeys for me was the hardest thing was, is, uh, I mean, I shot, a, I shot, I hate to say it, but I mean, I'm just being honest. I mean, 30, 32, 33 years ago, they were, I was always told to aim at the wing at the wing joint. And that's not where the vitals are. The vitals sit back and up. If you look on a turkey, like here's a turkey's neck and his head. See, I wish people could see. Well, it looks like a turkey head. If you look down that neck, there's a line in the feathers that goes back towards his body. If you, you follow that up where the legs meet and that upper third, like there's a T there. If you, if you shoot that Tom right there, if he's not in strut, if you go back up the leg and about an inch and a half towards the head in that upper third area, that vital pockets right there, they're going to flop within five yards. I mean, that's, it's devastating shot for them. If they're in full strut, they got their, they're all bloomed out and just go straight up the legs and go to the upper part where the, their secondary feather line looks like a crescent moon. Just go above that and to the right towards the head or just always go towards the head and go past the legs about this much. If you get it in that area, that's where, that's where the vitals are going to set. If they're in strut, they're done, they're done, done, done. You know, there's an old saying, if you hit them low, they're going to go. If you hit them high, they're going to die. And that's, that's the truth. If you're shotgun hunting, shoot them in the head, you know, right below the chin is where I always put the BB, but you know, I'll be honest with you. I've missed more turkeys with my gun than with my bow. That's why I bow hunt. I, I'm just, I hate that shotgun. Can't hit a pheasant. Can't kill a turkey. I've shot two turkeys with a shotgun. I've missed probably three, you know, it's just, it's just give me my bow. Oh, let's see. Uh, Jesse Richard. Good morning. Bill. Good morning, buddy. Good to see you. So, uh, three, three places, uh, for body shots to aim for a Turkey. One is you want to shoot them. If they're coming in straight head, if the, if you look at their beard, aim about an inch and a half, two inches straight and above the beard. That's a devastating shot with a broadhead. I already told you if they're sideways, you want to aim and aim, just go straight up the legs and go uh, about an inch to two inches toward the head and that upper third, that's where that vital pocket's going to sit. And if they're strutting away from you, there's no other nice way to say it. It's called a Texas heart shot. God gave you a bullseye, use it. Yeah, it's their behind. But, uh... <laughs> not saying that on the radio either. Well, thank you. That was actually kind of a compliment, but uh, anyway... Anyway, happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. All right. Things are good. 731 and some change. I went out to Imperial RV centers this week and I was looking at some toy haulers and, uh, man, do they got some great deals on toy haulers right now. If you are looking for something to haul your ATV or SUV, the uh, Zach's got a couple of them, got some great prices on them. I almost, uh, I was this close to buying it, but I have to wait for a month or two because I just found out we're probably going to be moving. So I, uh, I got to see how much I'm going to get for my house before I buy a camper. Yeah. So I almost, almost pulled the trigger on that one, man. It's like, whew, well, I'm kind of glad I didn't right now. Yeah. Cause it was a sweet deal, you know? And it's just, uh, but I found out the city's going to be buying our whole block out. So, yeah. And in those impulse decisions too, you, those, those are kind of tough to make. Well, I want, I've been, I need a camper and Jenny's been one, one. So and you know what? Go for it. Yeah. Well, I got to wait. I just got to make sure. Cause we're going to have to move. Uh, we're going to have to get another house and 
you know, I've had that, I bought that house five years ago and it's just, I've put so much money into it. I got to make sure I get all that back. So, yeah, you know, yeah, just got to play your cards and wait. And then, then yeah, yeah, good things come to those who wait. Yeah, absolutely. But Imperial RV center, uh, you know, here's the thing with all the, the virus stuff going on, you know, a lot of folks, I really honestly believe this. Remember in 2008 when the economy crashed, what did people do? They stayed home. They, they called them staycations. That's where that came from. I predict, this is just me predicting now, I predict uh, RV and camper, a camper and RV sales are going to go through the roof because people are going to start camping and, and uh, yes. Oh, okay. Well, he's up. I'm calling you. We're going to call Larry McCoy. I'm calling you, man. The host of Respect the Game TV, national TV, 15 million people a year watch this guy. We're going to be talking to him. I'm calling you, man. Uh, Andrew, let me, let's take a quick break and then we'll come back with Larry McCoy. How's that? We'll be right back. Hey, Dan, looking for a 26 to 20 foot travel trailer. Yeah. Call Imperial RV, Tommy. They'll take care of it. Tell use my name. Use my name. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. This is Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to 1350 ESPN. It's Waking Up the Outdoors with Outdoors Dan. I hope everyone's having a great Saturday morning. Uh, On the phone, we got uh, the man, the myth, the legend, the crappie man, ripping lips, Larry McCoy. How you doing there, Larry Moy? Doing good, Dan. How are you? I'm good. Hey, uh, Andrew, go throw that in the other studio. We're going to hang on. Guys, I'm going to move this uh, in the other studio so you can hear Larry, okay? So I'm going to have Andrew take me uh, via my iPad to the other studio. So uh, I, I was telling everybody uh, we got some really cool things coming out here in the next couple weeks. Oh, absolutely. Always working. We've been... We've been practicing our social distancing for sure, and I'm feeling feeling pretty good about myself. I, I feel like I'm getting pretty good at it. <laughs> well, yeah, I hear you. So, <laughs> so Andrew says you're working out, huh? Oh yeah, you know Captain Crunchers they they uh they'll, they'll pay a toll on you after a while. This social distancing's playing a toll on me. <laughs> well, do do me a favor, do an extra fifteen minutes for me, will you? Because I I need, I need it. <laughs> I I don't. I don't need it any more than Captain Crunch's. I've, uh, I've been through can't go to the grocery store hardly anymore, so so we had to stock up. Yeah, you got to so get that was, a, that was a mistake. Is it Captain? <laughs> is it Captain Crunch with Crunch Berries or Captain Crunch peanut butter? It was between Captain Crunch and Little Debbie. I'll tell you. So. <laughs> <laughs> See, I like the Captain Crunch peanut butter cereal myself. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it's good. That's Jenny's favorite. Good. So. But I did get a picture this morning from Paul Biggs in Oklahoma. Did he get and, one? Uh, yes, sir. All right. Yes, Philip got one yesterday, and uh, Paulie got one today. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that's that's all good. That's all good. I'm anxious to. I'm chomping a bit to get after it. Uh, you know, all these states are are uh, you know shutting down, closing down for some non-residents. So we were supposed to be out Triple H. Yeah, yeah. They shut and us down. Work they shut us down. Yeah, yeah, because you we would have had hopefully a couple turkeys each, man. Philip, uh, that was that was I, you know, and and listen, I know there's some there's more serious things though. The people are are dying and and stuff like that. But gosh, man, I was looking forward to that for a year, and then yeah, and then is. that was awful. Sure. 
it, it yeah, it is. But you know, uh, and we got to do uh, what we got to do. We got to you know, like I said, it's be a, responsible. Be responsible, exactly. Yeah, so. be responsible. So I was telling everybody, I set up my turkey blind yesterday, and uh, I got it in a really good strut area. And I know you you went out and and did some brush hogging and made some strut zones at your place from for when you start in two weeks. Um, mm-hmm. man, it's, it's so weird to think Missouri doesn't start for two weeks yet. That's crazy. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, I'm, uh, I'm just chomping a bit. It's taking forever to get here. Yeah. I always, <laughs> thought, I always thought Missouri and Iowa were pretty close together. Cause we start Monday. Your guys are a week later. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, what was it last year? Have, uh, last year, I think it was, it's usually like around usually the 16th or something like that. But, uh, this year it's the 20th and. I bet you they did that because of Easter. Uh, most likely, yeah. It's hard to say. It all, it's always uh, uh, opens on a Monday here in Missouri, and so we're like I said, the twentieth is the day. So we'll. Uh, I actually, like I said, this past week, I, I uh, with all the the moisture that we got here last week or so, the it was starting to get pretty tall. I wanted to make sure everything was short, and I turned up some dirt around some edges uh, of the field there, and and. And just uh, brush hogs and stuff short, so so they'd have some places to go to strut. You know, basically just to improve my odds because a lot of times when the when the grass gets tall and they're gonna they're gonna move to where they can, where they feel safe and, and where they can strut. And them toms will go out just like an old you know a big buck. They'll go find the hens. You know, and it was weird last fall the the numbers. I didn't see hardly any birds down there down there on the farm, which is un usually is is not the case and. But uh, when I checked trail cameras, I was pleasantly surprised that uh, somehow they showed back up. So those, those birds were wintering somewhere else and, and ended up uh, coming back. So yeah, it's amazing how they spread out when when they start mating and stuff. Hey, I had a uh, we had a bunch of people on Facebook Live. Uh, we just moved into the other studio so they could hear you. But um, they, I had folks asking me about what uh, what's my call sequences or what's my go to or when they're gobbling. What do you, what do I like to do? Tell everybody how you approach. When you start hearing a tom gobble or on the roost or if they're flying down and they're gobbling, what do you do? Well, start in the morning, start early. If you're set up close to the roost, you know, I, I usually like to stay a little soft. I don't overcall, I guess, is, mm-hmm. is say what I'll, I'll do. Some some tree yelps early just to let them know that there's, there's other birds over here. As soon as it gets light enough, you'll go to more of a lighter yelp uh, type and just, you know, a few, a few start off with little cuts to make it sound like something flew down, and then, uh, and then go uh, kind of like a fly down cackle, I guess, and then just some light yelps uh, here and there. But a lot of times when they hit the ground, they'll uh, you know they'll either come right in or they'll sit out there and wait for the other birds that they're roosted with, if they are roosted with any other ones, to to fly down, and then they kind of establish their pecking order. So. Uh, the challenge there is depending on, it's all about the turkey's attitude really when, and that can change day to day. So, uh, it's about how you, how you're going to approach it. Now, as it gets later in the morning though, you're going, you know, your, your tactics change a little bit. You can, you can do, uh, you know, some more assembly yelps and, and stuff like that to, uh, to try to pull in a tom because if there's more than one tom in a group, a lot of times, um, you know, one of those toms will, will get run off or if there's a dominant bird in there. And you do have a male decoy out. It's going to, uh, uh, you know, a lot of times he'll 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 fall for it, and and come on in. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then, hey, uh, you know, I was telling everybody that, you know, every Tom is going to be different. They're going to they're going to react differently. And um, the biggest mistakes I used to make was I was calling way too loud and way too often. And uh, what I what I said is it was works the best for me and everybody's different. Um, after if I get a, if I'm working a Tom and he's gobbling, he, he cuts, he uh, gobbles back two or three times or four times. I usually just put my call down and because usually they're committed, they're coming. And, uh, what, when I st- when I kept calling and calling and calling, they would, that's when I'd get them to hang up on me all the time. Yeah, no, exactly. And then you gotta let them come. You gotta let them come, make sure, you know, they're visible. If you're hunting with decoys, make sure they're out to where they can see them, uh, for, you know, from, from a little bit of a distance anyway, that way, uh, because it's just like any other animal. If you walk around the corner and there's somebody just standing there and you don't see them, boom, you're surprised. So it, it, it's kind of an attitude change for them. If, um, now, like I said, that mid morning, the other thing that a lot of people, a lot of people, and I bet I'm guilty as this as many, and I had to learn the hard way several times, but, uh, you'll go to strike up a bird and start calling and that bird will cut you off and you don't necessarily hear him because you're calling. And then when you do hear him, you're moving towards him. And at the same time, that bird's moving towards you and, you meet in the middle. So give it, take your time, give it just a little bit. If I could recommend, because a lot of times, like I said, you can ruin that opportunity just by trying to go to that bird. When that, when the bird's doing exactly what you want them to, you just don't know it. Well, that's what I told them a couple of minutes or before you came on. I said, when, when a turkey stops gobbling and they shut up, a lot of times they're coming in. So you gotta be, you know, you need to be walking around and, and paying attention because I don't know how many times exactly what you just said. I got frustrated and I, I lost patience and I went up to move and I bumped them because they were coming. Yes, I've, I've done it as well. And uh, so anymore, if I, if I locate a bird, I, I give it, you know, uh, a good 10 minutes or so before I, before I move on, uh, you know, to try to strike a bird anyway. And I try, I'll try different calls a lot of times as well. I've, sometimes I'll use my diaphragm. I'll use my slate. And uh, windy days or whatever I like to use, uh, I'll use a box call quite a bit to locate as well. Yeah. Hey, we got a question from Clint Engel. Clint wants to know, good morning, Dan. How many decoys are you going to use on your morning on Monday morning? And Larry, I already kind of answered this. I'm going to use that uh, that DSD Strut and Jake uh, with that live action system uh, that I got uh-huh. at the Deer Classic. And then I'm going to use a lay down hand. And I'm trying to decide, I usually use a feeding hen, but you know, I think you told me when we were doing our uh, podcast the other day, you like a alert hen better. And so I might, well, I might try that instead. I like a leading hen or an alert hen too. The reason, the only reason why is because if you really have watched a lot of turkeys and, and I've seen, there's always a turkey with their head up mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, there's always one out, out looking. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is alert mean, meaning. Uh, you know, feeling, feeling and dan- you know, endangered uh, at all. It's, it's really more, it's just, that's what they do. You, there's a turkey always, if there's three turkeys, one of them's always going to have their head up. No, that's true. <laughs> I mean, I've seen it a hundred times. I mean, it's, they're always looking cause something's always trying to eat them. Yeah. And the thing, I like a leading hen too, because their head's up and, and it appears more they're, they're, they're moving. So a lot of times I'll switch back and forth from one of those to the other and, about every decoy manufacturer out there make it. I I use the DSDs, uh, but and a lot of it too depends on your setup. If you're going to be hunting in timber, versus if you're going to be hunting 
in a field that's that's you know got some height to it you know if, it, if it's up about halfway obviously you're not going to want to use a lay down decoy because you're not really doing anything with it because nobody can, they can't see it the turkeys can't see it at all so so a lot of times i may even go to a two decoy setup uh versus two hens and a and a, a male decoy jake or 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 tom uh strutter but uh and it just depends on, like I said, if I'm hunting a taller grass, that's why a lot of times I mow that because that lay down hand a lot of time is very, very, will make a, will make a bird commit just because uh, they think that that bird's ready to breed, that hen is ready to breed a lot of, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Boy, I was out, uh, the, Wade already got a couple already this season, the guy that makes those decoys. I can't wait to, I did uh, I, I did what you told me to do, and I went out and set that blind up yesterday. I can't wait to use that puppet system, that uh, that live action thing. That's going to be amazing. Watching yeah, those, did that eyeball work? Yeah, it did. Yeah, it worked out. So uh, I'm going to put that out. And then I also, also what I did is I took, uh, Wade told me to get some, uh, find some pieces of uh, fallen tree limbs and stuff, some bigger mm-hmm. ones, and and just raise the blind a little bit so that so that line can get under near and not touch the blind. So I did that. That that to me was a lot easier than what I was thinking about doing before. So, but mm-hmm. I, I I I can't wait to let those decaps fly, man. Yeah, no, exactly. I'm uh, I was actually practicing a little bit yesterday. We got some weather that's supposed to be moving in down here, so I wanted to get a little bit of shooting in and stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it and. And Sean Fant bit to get out there for sure. So in the meantime, you know, I've been I've been going out and trying to rip a lip or two here and there. <laughs> well, Every once in a while you get them find a crappie swimming around with his mouth open. So uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm getting pretty good at casting into him or trying to anyway. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hey, no Denny, hey, I ain't no Denny Brower or, or Wally Marshall or or <laughs> but but I ain't afraid to throw him in the grease. Hey, I got to hit a break. Let me, can we call you back and can we, can we, uh, there's a couple things I'm more, I want to discuss before I let you go, but I got to get this break in. Can I, can we call you back? Absolutely. Okay. We're going to get this break in and then, uh, we'll call you back a little after eight o'clock. Okay. Sounds good. So go eat, go finish your captain crunch. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 okay. I'm done now. <laughs> we'll be right back <laughs> with Larry McCoy on 1350 ESPN. You're listening to Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan. I got about 40 seconds here, and then uh, we're going to take another real quick break, about a minute or two, and then we'll have Larry back on. We're going to talk a little bit about, uh, we've already talked about decoys. I'm going to ask him what his favorite uh, call sequences are. And then we'll ask, he's really a good chef. So, uh, yeah, we'll ask him about his favorite recipes and we'll tell you about the TV show. And then we got two special announcements. So you better hang on because you're going to be upset at yourself if you don't listen, because you're going to want to know this information. I promise you. So keep it here on 1350 ESPN. We'll be back and, uh, we'll, uh, we'll have some fun. Okay. Another hour of outdoor power right here on 1350 ESPN, just for you. It's Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to 1350 ESPN, waking up the outdoors at Outdoors Dan. We are back with Larry Mack, the man, the myth, the legend. There you go. Larry Mack, you back? 
No, I'm back. Yeah, I'm back, man. I tell you what, I, you get I get you on here, the photo stream just goes. Yeah, yeah, right. It does. It ju- <laughs> it jumps like it's like crazy, man. It's 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 all big big celebs. So, uh, call. Uh, what's your favorite calling? Uh, you already talked a little bit about how you call them in the morning and stuff. Uh, midday, what are you doing? You you yelping? You clucking? You cutting? What are you doing? I'll do whatever's working, whatever I can get them to answer to, and, and just stay on them until they uh, until you feel like they're committed. If they're really fired up and committing. You know, obviously, you don't want to keep calling as loud. You'll kind of, you know, bring the volume down as the birds get closer, and lots of just shut up and let, and let them come. You know, uh, and just make sure they can see you. That they've got a bad habit of of wanting to circle around behind you, uh, no matter how you're set up. So, uh, so which will definitely, uh, you know, try the nerves out just a little bit. Uh, but just be patient. A lot of times they'll just go ahead and commit. I mean, you'll see birds a lot of times. They'll set right out there to the side of you for 20 minutes. And they may strut, gobble, and just something, they just, you know, something just break. And then they just break and go right to the decoy. So a lot of times, like I said, it's just about being patient. Yeah, see, now when they do that, I shut up because mm-hmm. I, that's worked the best for me because, I, like I told everybody last hour, you know, the, in nature, when them gobblers are gobbling like that, the hens always usually go to them, you know. Yeah, so, in, so, most, in a lot of cases, yeah, and, and if I do, do, I mean, it's super, super soft. If you've listened to those hens when they're in their decoy, mm-hmm. they're making some noise. They're just, you, you know, can't hardly hear it. it. It's, yeah, it's just very, very soft. And so a lot of times, if I've got one hung up somewhat close there, I will do some really, really soft purrs uh, and, you know, other calls of that such to make it sound like, you know, it's real, like there's birds there, uh well, it's an you know, those birds are real. So, uh, yeah. and it's worked a lot, but in most cases, yeah, if they're that close, you're going to be, you're going to shut up. You don't want to, you don't want to call and call too loud because you will blow them right out of there. Well, that's what, that's where I kept messing up for years. I was calling too much and, but you know, uh, I told everybody too, if I do, if I do have one hung up there, if I do call, it's clucking or purr. I, I won't yelp anymore because I want that mm-hmm. contentment call. Yeah. Most of the time it's just a super, super soft cluck and, and purr. Those, those, you know, those turkeys, they can hear really, really well too. Uh, so they're, they're, I've saw, I've seen birds actually with, with some hens, you know, feeding or, or just walking by in front of me doing some real soft, subtle, uh, purrs and stuff. And another bird, you know, at 50 yards and I could barely hear in the bottom, but that bird, every time they did that, that bird would gobble, mm-hmm. you know, that bird, and then he, they would come in. I, was, I couldn't believe that that bird could hear them uh, like that. And I've seen it several times. So. So when they're within that, I'll just, I'll get real quiet and subtle just to really kind of coax them in and, and finish it. You know, I had just had them finish, but, uh, like I said, they're, they've got a bad habit of trying to get around the hunter and on the backside or over to the side, just to where you just can't see them out of your peripheral vision. <laughs> and, uh, and they like to just sit there for a little bit. Yeah. That's crazy. Well, and I told everybody, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm never going to be a world-class caller, you know, you and Philip and, uh, Paul and, uh, you know, Ryan, I'm sure are way better calls and callers than I am. Kent, I know Kent's a pretty good Turkey caller. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I say I'm average at best, but you know, that's the beautiful thing about it, Larry. You don't have to be a world-class caller to kill a Turkey. No, you don't. I'll tell you, the thing is, is you can get grab a call and sound, it sound, make it sound pretty. You go out into the woods and you hear some hen out there. Yow, 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 yow. It's like wow. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wow. 
That's you sound horrible. That's true. Some of the worst calls I've ever heard in my life were real hens. I mean, it's like yeah. that's got to be a hunter, and then here she comes. Yeah, and it's like so, really. I mean, so yeah, it's. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody's different, you know. I don't. I don't sound like. Uh, you know, obviously, I don't sound. You know, like George Strait. <laughs> so uh, you know when when I sing, so everybody's a little bit different. They got a little bit different voice, or and and it's no different in turkeys. What's your favorite way to eat your turkey? My favorite way, well, my I got so many good ways to eat turkey. We can and talking about eating, I can be here all day. Uh, we can. Uh, I like actually. I like. Uh, I do like to cut them up. I do like them fried uh, as well. I'll fry the turkey breast. I but grilling uh, is is really really good as well. So if I a lot of times I'll I'll mix it up uh, and and do a little bit of both. But if I'm grilling them, what I will do is I will. I will cut them up in in strips, you know, maybe an inch wide. A lot of times I'll, I'll go sideways, like I'm going to butterfly it. In a lot of cases too, and I'll and then I'll cut into strips. Or if I need, if I got a you know large crowd or somebody that I want to, you know, quite a few people to to feed, or if we're really hungry, or I'll just cut it into strips and then roll up, uh, you know, some cream cheese and and jalapeno bacon and, and put them on the grill. Sometimes I'll just put them on the grill, but I'll, I'll put them in an Italian dressing um, usually for like two days, and that really breaks that down, and it just melts in your mouth. Sometimes, too, I'll, I'll, when I, before, if I'm frying them, I'll dip them in uh, that cookies, uh, wings, and things sauce, mm-hmm. and then and then batter it, and then fry it. Yeah, I, you can't go wrong with cookies. I, I flavor enhance the heck out of them, and... Um, See, Jenny, you're in, you and Jenny get along really good because she loves doing that Italian dressing thing. I'm not big on that. I know, I know it, it works good to break down the conjunctive tissue in the in the protein, but I'd, to me, I I like taking them and putting them in uh, cookies, rolling them in that, and then uh, putting them in a little flour and a little uh, little corn uh, cornmeal, and then deep frying them or air frying them. Air frying them's awesome because mm-hmm. you cut a lot of fat out if you air fry them. But then again, yeah. then a, that cookies Western or that cookies sweet hickory and for dipping, you, man, oh, yeah. I, my kids would devour the a plate of that. Oh, oh, absolutely, they don't last very long here. But yeah, that's really the only reason I usually do the Italian dressing for really taste because I yeah, I really can't even taste it after you dip it in that mm-hmm. at all. It really just breaks it down. And when well, you no, fry it, no, you're it just, you're right. It barely tears tears it apart and i mean it just it just melts in your mouth yeah no listen jenny's a great cook that's why i'm so chunky so uh you know shut you know you two think alike man so uh hey uh real quickly uh hex suits i got a question here from brad he wants to know what's your opinion on hex suits my opinion on hex suits i honestly i don't i don't know i mean i've I've, a lot of people there's a lot of people out there that do uh you know believe that the system you know works well Uh, me, I have, I have not used it enough to, to be able to tell you yet, but my opinion is it's a, it's a camel pattern. I think that you're going to, you're going to get out there if that technology is effective and does work, uh, the way that it says it does, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's something, I mean, they've, they've got a lot of video out there that show, that show that, uh, you know, some pretty amazing stuff of animals coming close, uh, hunters getting close to animals and so on without, uh, you know, disturbing their, their pattern or that, that sense of, uh, you know, that they're in danger. So, man, I, I think that if it's, it's something worth trying for sure. I know that, uh, 
like I said, I've got some buddies that use them, believe it in a lot. And, I, I, uh, I wear I wear the base layer hex underneath my game hide under my limitic, and mm-hmm. I, I honestly believe it for turkeys. I believe it works. Um, yeah. you know, and deer. You know, I've had deer, Larry. You know, you and again, you, you I'll you and Philip probably are. I well, I would. You guys are better hunters, you know, than I am. But I, you know, I, I'm still I'm still learning. I've only been at it thirty years. I, I'm, but, uh, I, no, I'm serious. I told my, I'm still learning. Yeah. Well. We, I learned every time, but you know what I mean? You taught me something last year on the decoy stuff, but, um, I, I've hit, I don't know how many times I've had a buck coming in where I did not move an inch and the wind was in my face and had that buck stop and kind of just look and then turn around and walk the other way. And like, what the heck did that, what buggered that deer? And sometimes I think, I think that they do pick up on some of that stuff. Yeah, I mean, it does make a make someone want. They have that sense about them. The thing, you know, that you really got to be careful of, and and people are very they don't think about it, is when they're getting in and out of their stands. You know, on the path to it, which way is the wind blowing? As far as you know, because you are still. I mean, at some point, you're trying your best not to lay down any scent. But if you do, you know, if you're wearing rubber boots or or you know your pants are on the outside and they've been, you know, they're they may not that deer may not booger out. And, and but he may his demeanor may change or or that deer's demeanor may change like man there's something here or something's been here uh it's like and you really just can't you can't really explain it and that's the only thing i can come to outside of that it's just a sixth sense they just sense something's wrong well it may, <laughs> yeah. it, well you know dave at game high dave larson dave believes in it i mean dave was dave uh, dave told me that they had turkeys outside of their window there in minneapolis and they were putting hex suits on and waving at the turkeys and stuff next to the window, and they wouldn't even see them. Really? That's what, yeah, that's Dave, you know, and we're not sponsored yeah. by Hex. Neither one of us are. But, right. uh, you know, Dave, Dave sold, Dave's the one that sold me on them. And, yeah. uh, but yeah, I, I just wear the base layer, Brad. I don't, I don't buy the suit. I wear my, I, there's no way I'm giving up my Limitech stuff. Oh, I could tell you right now, I was, and, well, was probably three years ago, Dan and Philip, they were, they talked to me about the limitic and, and I was, I'll be, I'll be honest. I was like, man, how's that really going to work? You know, is that really going to work? And, and they're like, Larry, I haven't had mosquito chigger for, and I'm telling you, i I got some of that, uh, limitic and I have not had a chigger bite, a tick, uh, on me or, or what I feel like even near me. And I've seen, I've been hunting with, uh, in a hunt camp with, with folks that didn't have it and come back with, and they come back and and they're stripped down trying to you know get ticks off of them and so on and so forth and and me and Ryan come back wearing it and and we're we're looking around and looking we're like man I don't have anything on me yeah and uh, yeah if you wear the socks the pants and a shirt you're not going to have a tick I haven't had a tick knock on wood six years now and and the only and I do use. Uh, the lethal products, uh, bug and tick repellent, but I use that on my hat cause I'm usually wearing my, uh, elite hat, which is an Alimatech or I'll, I'll spray it on my boots and my pack because anything you take in the woods with you, you got to spray down. Otherwise you're going to be bringing, you're going to be bringing something back with you in the truck. That's where a lot of people get ticks at home. We forget to spray down our packs or, or, you know, our boots or something. And we bring them home with us because they yep. get, you know, exactly. And I, I use that lethal bug and tick spray as well and, and for the same application. Thing too that that is mosquitoes. Yeah. Whenever, you know, you're you're sitting there that 
you may not have them buy, but they can, they can still drive you crazy just flying around, you know, hearing all that. So putting a, you know, spraying down uh, with uh, your hat and, and that on some of your equipment will eliminate some of that as well. And once it dries, it's it's odorless. So Yeah, that's the nice thing about it. Hey, and uh, archery, for everyone in Iowa that's listening, if you go to Archery Field and Sports, uh, Mark's got it in stock, I believe, right now. And if he's out... You can always go to lethalproducts.com and put in try lethal in the code section. That gets you twenty percent off. So yeah, I'd highly recommend it. It's a yeah, yeah between Limitic and and the lethal bug and tick, I'm, I'm we're pretty safe uh, out there from from any of those those critters getting to you. I haven't used a thermocell in five years. I used to wear I used to bring that thermocell with me religiously, and I haven't used it in five years. Haven't needed it. Yep. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, one less and thing I'll to tell you, uh Yeah, when I went on a bear hunt, I, uh, too, I, we wore the run. I wore the limitic and, and used that, and it was uh, and the mosquitoes and black flies and everything were really bad up there, and and we were the only ones at camp with without the the thermocells and and stuff, and we we were uh, fine after my first year up there, and and the mosquitoes they literally, uh, I mean, as soon as I stepped off the plane or the boat, it was like a I was their target. Well, like, you, you, that, was, that was up in Canada, right? Yeah. Yeah. See, that's the national bird in Canada is the mosquito. Yeah, exactly. They shoot them at 14. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, I want you to take a minute and tell everybody about uh, Paul and Ryan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Paul and Ryan, they're both uh, producers, part of the show. Ryan, actually, we run together quite a bit. Uh, and uh, Paul lives in Oklahoma and he's, He's been out turkey. There's turkey season open up on Monday, I believe, and he's been giving her a go all week. And uh, you know the birds. He said the birds have been hinned up, but uh, he was able to get it done this morning, so that's good. But yeah, I mean we've we've been together. I've known Ryan since he was since he was a kid. His dad Kent, uh, you know, way back we used to waterfowl hunt together, fish together, and Ryan just kind of took an eye, you know, had an eye for for photography and video and. And something that I noticed and appreciated, you know, because, and it was just a passion. I could tell you it was very important to him that he, he excelled at it, did, you know, and did well and, and stuff. So we, you know, I kind of, um, helped Ryan along and then he started, you know, figuring some stuff out on his own. And, and here we are, you know, we all just became really good friends. And that's really what our show is about, you know, respecting the game. It's about good buddies going out and, and hunting and you know we want to learn from everybody as well when we go to hunt camps you know i'm i'm just excited to hear about everybody else's stories about as as it is as us being able to tell our own so uh so yeah it's just a you know it's just a good group of guys we love to love to get out there and and um hunt fish and and you know live that outdoor lifestyle that's why this uh the social distancing is killing us i know kent sent me pictures of a bunch of mushrooms that he found down here yeah did you see what he did said on facebook he goes dan i was saving some crappie and mushrooms for you but lynette ate them last night (laughs) oh trust me he'll probably go out and find some more probably out there right now (laughs) well i'm not going to get mad at lynette i'll tell you you want to talk about the uh some some folks that can cook too Uh, oh kent he he can he can uh, smoke some meat and and he can cook now if you he's they've got that that rib shack little barbecue place ray ray's rib shack down here that's uh it's the whole family's pretty pretty gifted when it comes to uh, uh to smoking some meat and cooking for sure 
Mm-hmm. You ain't going to leave there hungry. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to be using the ghost release from Scott Archery this year. What are you using? Well, that's one of the things, too. I've been, I've shot the ghost and I absolutely love it. And I shot the, uh, um, the, the jaws, the other new one as well. And stainless steel jaws and stuff. I've been shooting both of those. And then I went back to my echo. So I've been going back between all of those, trying to decide which one I like. I like them all. So that's a problem. <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to decide, but if you like a hook style release, uh, the, which, which I do. And I can tell you this, this new ghost release is something else. It's the only, only hook release with a magnetic return system on it. So the, the re- release will reset itself. Uh, and it doesn't have a spring, no parts. The, the up at the factory, they tested that the thing that's the highest grade magnet that you could, that someone can get their hands on, and it's a, uh, it's absolutely amazing. Just resets, super smooth. You can adjust the trigger trigger travel, uh, right behind the trigger, like the other Scott releases. So, if you need to stiffen it up just a little bit, you can, you know, turn that screw in just a little bit, or if you want it a little bit looser, you can back it out just a little bit and uh, and really adjust it to the way that you feel. Yeah, you like to shoot anyway. Absolutely. Yeah, and I haven't shot the jaws yet. I saw it at the ATA show, but it looked pretty slick. Yeah, I've been shooting that too. It's been a while since I shot more of that dual caliper style release, but uh, but it shoots really really well uh, as well. Like I said, I'm having a hard time figuring out which one. And my tried and true the Echo, I've shot it for for years since it came out, and absolutely love that thing. And and it's so, but but these two are giving it a run for its money. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I told everybody I was going to make a couple announcements real quick. So, uh, and Larry was kind enough folks to hop on here. We didn't have him scheduled. You know, I, I bug him every day anyway, the poor guy. My wife, Jenny, goes, will you leave him alone? That poor guy, he probably doesn't even want to see his phone when that ling- rings anymore. <laughs> you call him so much. I said, I love Larry. But uh, all right, if you like l- listening to Larry, you're going to be able to listen to him a little bit more. And uh, we're going to be uh, launching any day now um, the Respect the Game TV podcast. We got a bunch of them done. And uh, I know I'm looking forward to doing that with you every week. And uh, it's been a lot of fun so far. And uh, you, you do a, you're doing a great job. No, absolutely. So, and you as well. We're, you know, we wanted to, to bring kind of the, our experiences and, and, a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of, uh, you know, uh, hopefully uh, talk some hunting and strategy, some, some product stuff, everything all through this podcast. And, and uh, yeah, so we, we couldn't wait to get something going. Well, we had the idea to just go ahead and do it, so we just went ahead and did it. And, and next thing you know, we've, we've got, uh, you know, some episodes in the bank, and we're going to continue to, uh, you know, get that out there. Uh, so be looking for Respect the Game podcast. We've it's going to be on iTunes, Spotify, all the streaming services as well. So you'll be able to to look it up and catch one every every week. Yeah, and as soon as we launch, just to say thank you, there's going to be special deals for you that if you were kind enough to listen and subscribe to the podcast, you're going to be getting discounts that uh, people might not normally get on some great stuff. And we're not talking about just stuff that we sell um, from TOG, from the Outdoor Group. We're talking about a lot of our partners on the TV show. So um, it's really going to be worth your time to listen. Right, Lair? Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully you enjoy and are entertained. And like I said, you're going to be able to, uh, like Dan was saying, you know, there's going to be some 
some good discounts on some products. There's going to be a lot of stuff uh, that we that we're and it's going to continue to evolve as the season goes on. So uh, there's going to be more and more of that. Uh, we've actually had some people listen to some of the your first episodes and and had a lot of positive feedback on it. And we're just we want to get better. And and also if you listen or something you'd like to hear about uh, for us to talk about on that as well, make sure you reach out to us on Facebook, reach out to us on Instagram. Uh, you know, on the website, whatever, uh, however, just let us know about it and we'll make sure we get it covered. Yeah. We'll, ha- we're going to have a, a little section called notes from the field. And if we use your question during that podcast, you're going to win some swag. There you go. Yeah, how about that? Win, win, winner, winner, Turkey dinner. That's right. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, buddy, I'm going to let you go. Cause I know you got a million things to do. Thank you for coming on for, uh, 45 minutes. And, uh, it, I always enjoy visiting with you, whether it's on the phone or on the air, it's uh, you're a good man. And, uh, if, uh, I, I can't show you right now, but here in a week or two, we're going to have, uh, we get, um, now I'm just new to respect the game. This is my first year being on the TV show with, uh, Ryan, Paul and Larry. But I, when I, even when I wasn't on it and I had my own show, how many times did I bug you? When are you going to get some respect to game gear that I can wear? I want to yeah. buy, how many times did I bug you about that? And you get a lot of people bugging you about that. Yeah, yeah, we do. And, and what people don't know is, you know, obviously we have, you know, we work for the outdoor group too. And we, so we, you know, there's a timeshare issue really just by getting done. It was just a matter of just saying, Hey, we've got to do this. So. We're getting a lot of requests for it. The show's evolving and doing well, well, and and we're we're very very thankful for that. So we're going to uh, yeah, we will be having some stuff uh, coming down the pike, and we do have one uh, one item coming coming you, really really soon. Yeah, uh, you're, right you you and you're going to want it because it's going to be yeah, a very sign of the times, right? Yeah, it's a very <laughs> special memento of what everybody's going through. So you're gonna Absolutely. you're gonna want it. I I picked them up yesterday and. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll, uh, it won't be too long. We'll tell you all about it, but it's going to be pretty cool. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Almost Captain Crunch. Cool. No, I'm not. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Larry Mack. Thanks buddy. Tell him, uh, give my best to the family and happy Easter to you. Yeah. Happy Easter to everybody. Everybody. If you're a, you know, good luck on, uh, I believe Iowa season, you said opened up Monday. So yeah, everybody kid, that's kid, uh, kids are out there smoking them right now. I've, I've gotten at least a dozen pictures since we've been talking. So that's awesome. That's awesome. Good to hear. Well, well, good luck to every, everybody going out turkey hunting. If you're fishing, good luck as well. And, uh, you know, hopefully you catch a big one and, and can call that old, old gobbler. And so, yeah, tell, uh, good luck to y'all. Tell them where they can see the TV show. Uh, Sportsman's Channel, you can go see Respect the Game on the Sportsman's Channel, Hunt Channel, uh, MOTV as well. You can also, uh, you know, if you got questions, or make sure you follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Twitter, whatever social media outlet you have. Uh, go to Respect the Game TV. Uh, my, uh, <clears throat> or you can go to Larry McCoy 15 as well. Uh, all the guys have their own personal pages as well. So uh, uh, we'd be more than happy to hear from you. There you go. All right, buddy. You be good. Tell everybody hi for me. All right, y'all have a good weekend. There he goes, Larry Mack. He's the man. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. This is Outdoors Dan on Des Moines Sports Leader, 1350 ESPN.
All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. Hope everybody's having a great weekend. Good luck to all the kids out there doing their turkey thing right now, and hopefully they're successful. And then looks like we're going to have uh, several days of sunshine next week, so that's perfect for opening season for first season. Need to tell you about my friends over at Advanced Family Dentistry. Now, they are practicing social distancing and uh you're following recommendations from the CDC and uh, the American Dental Association. So that means that they are seeing emergency patients only right now. If you have an emergency, they, you can still get in to see uh, Dr. Obi-Wan Kenobi Yegi, Dr. Brandt, Dr. Stewart, or Dr. Williams. Well, um, I talked to Obi-Wan the other day, and he wanted me to tell everybody that they practice universal pre- uh, precautions every day, even before this virus hit. They always practice universal precautions. That means um, they treated like every patient they came in there. They made they treated it like someone might have the coronavirus. Now, the reason they do that is to keep everybody healthy and safe, and uh, so you don't have to worry about going to the dentist. So when things get open back up, you don't need to worry about having any problems with the coronavirus at the at the dentist office because as soon as you're in the chair and you get your procedure done. They go in there with uh, disinfectants that are oper- uh, OR strength sanitizers. They clean that that uh, dental studio immaculately. They get rid of all the bacteria, all the any germs that are there. You do not have to have any anxiety or fear about going to the dentist once they get back to opening hours. So if you are in a need for a dentist, I want you to go see my dentist, Obi-Wan Kenobi. And the reason I call him Obi-Wan is because he's a Jedi dentist. That means he uses the force to take care of my anxiety and fear because I, I was afraid about going to the dentist because I had a really bad experience when I was a kid. And uh, I had somebody ask me what that was. And I don't know if I've ever told any. I think I told everybody what happened. When I was real little, like I was eight or nine, I had a dentist uh, do a filling on me without numbing me up. And uh, it was it was horrible. And I, ever since then, I've always had a fear about going to the dentist. And you can ask Dr. Uh, Dr. Yegi when you see him, ask him what the first thing I said to him when I sat down in the chair. It, it was, uh, I, you know, no, please don't take this personally. I just want to let you know that I am, I can field dress a bear in like three minutes. That's all I'm going to say. And I had the best experience I ever had at a dentist office. It was amazing. <laughs> Did you hear that, Andrew? Oh yeah, you have a good way with words. Yeah, I can, I just want you to know that I can I can field dress or gut a bear in three minutes. Very subtle. Very subtle. Very subtle. Don't hurt me. It would not <laughs> be good. And <laughs> and Obi Wan Kenobi was as gentle as a lamb. And he, like I said, he's a Jedi dentist. He uses the Force. And Doctor Brant's awesome. Doctor Williams, Doctor Stewart, they're all very very great professionals there. The, the Force will be with you. Always. No, it, yeah, it's the floss, Obi Wan. I don't know how many we can't times get him we to have stop, this conversation. Uh, they're all great physicians. There are doctors there, and the staff. As soon as you walk into Advanced Family Dentistry, you're going to see the difference. And that's what they say when you leave. May the floss be with you. They're good people over there. Josh, Roger, Jacob. Good morning, Nate. Good to see you, Aaron. Uh, Samantha, how y'all doing? Good morning. Happy Easter, everybody. So anyway, uh, so I told you about Herman's and I told you about advanced family dentistry. So I had some questions about the machine gun thing. 
As far as I know, this event's still going on, and I'm still telling you about it. June 13th and 14th, they're going to have an outdoor expo and machine gun shoot uh, at the uh, Ankeny Isaac Walton League. This is the Iowa Firearms Coalition annual outdoor expo machine gun shoot, Brownells National Rifle Association Range Day. So what this is, it's going to be a family-friendly event that everyone can attend and participate in. Attendees will have an amazing experience shooting opportunities and demonstrations. Vendors from the hunting and shooting communities will be there demonstrating their latest products. Jury's machine guns will be providing rental opportunities to shoot over 100 fully automatic machine guns from several different eras. Uh, man, wouldn't it be cool? Da, 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 da. Uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, you can fire a military grade rifle, submachine gun, belt fed weapon under the safe direction of experienced instructors. The event will be $5 for individuals, $10 for a family. Machine gun rental is an additional charge. This will be June 13th and 14th out at the Ankeny Isaac Walton league, 9 a.m. to 8 p.m. Saturday from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Sunday. So if you want more information about this, you know, just go to Iowa iowafc.org and uh, you'll see why this is really great. Thanks, Eric, and everybody that's putting that on. Michael Ware, Eric Hansen, good, good folks. And we'll uh, we'll keep plugging along. Hopefully everything's back to normal, is somewhat normal and uh, we can have that event. If we are, we'll be doing the show live out there that morning. So, Mike Holsey down in Missouri, good to see you, Mikey. Tell everybody hi for me. Uh, Nathan, good to see you, buddy. Nathan was going to be in Kansas with me. And, uh, we had to cancel Nathan. I, man, I, that bums me out. I mean, we're all being responsible, trying to make sure we keep everybody safe, but boy, that, that was just awful. Canceling that trip. So Nebraska shut down their non-residents, Kansas shut down their non-residents so far. Missouri's still good. And Iowa's still good. You know, think about it. If you wash your hands, you have your hand sanitizer with you, huh? Keep your hand sanitizer with you. Keep six feet apart. If you're, you know, if you're going to and from the gas station or if you're stopping to get a pop or a cup of coffee or a sandwich, wear gloves. You don't have to worry about picking anything up that way. And then when you get home, throw them in the washer and wash them up or throw them in your scent bag and throw your Rosonics in there. Run your Rosonics through your cycle and that's going to take care of all the bacteria too that you might have on there. And you're going to stay okay. So I really think things are going to shake loose here in the next week or two. The curves, everybody's curves are starting to go down. And I think, uh, I think the worst is behind us. I really do. I believe that in all my heart. Just keep praying about it. I've been praying like crazy. And it just, I tell you, when I got out there yesterday and I put up my turkey blind, it felt so nice to be sitting in there, just, just, just sitting in the blind, relaxing, chilling out, thinking about how I'm going to position my decoys and everything. It felt good just to, to be able to do that. I'm telling you. So it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. 835. Uh, well, how many breaks did we take already Two. Uh, we have just taken one so far. Okay. Let me take a real quick break and we'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. You're listening to outdoors, Dan on 1350 ESPN. Welcome back to uh, Waking Up the Outdoors at Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. So the Iowa DNR wants you to remind you to stay safe this spring fishing. 
As temperature warms up this spring, many islands are wondering if they can still fish in light of the COVID-19. The answer is yes. Just be careful and responsible. Iowa ponds, rivers, and streams are open for fishing, and all regs and license options are unchanged. However, important to abide by the physical distancing. Just keep six feet apart between you and other groups. Stick with your immediate family, but keep groups fewer to ten. Bring lures from home instead of going or buying bait to minimize your interaction with people. Bring hand sanitizer and wash your hands. Wash your hands, do 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 do. Wash your hands, do 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 do. Wash your hands, do 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 do. Wash your hands. Don't, 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 don't. I shouldn't even done it. Don't. I say that because there was literally a baby shark wash your hand sing along. That, what? Uh, yeah. They're ripping me off big time. They, uh, I, I went and the first thing I thought about was, man, we should have trademarked that. Uh, I tell you, people rip me off all the time. Man. I was the first one to do that. Yep, you were the first. I checked. <laughs> Scoured the Disney Channel. Uh, new changes for Iowa State Parks due to COVID. Uh, campgrounds closed. With the latest closures by Governor Reynolds to help stop the spread of COVID, we are announcing new changes to park operations, including the closing of campground for recreational use through April 30th. Iowa State Parks are open for day use only. The area state parks that are still open include roads, trails, lakes, river streams, including shorelines, boat ramps, access points, and open spaces such as grassy areas. Our highest priority is health and the well-being of our visitor, volunteers, and employees. Be re please be respectful. Keep six distance apart, six feet apart. Avoid popular areas where people may congregate. Bring your own hand sanitizer and soap. Stay home if you've been sick in the last two weeks. Do not go out if you've been sick. I won't be out opening morning. 20-plus mile-an-hour winds are not great for my blind or my bow. I got you, Jimmy. Uh, Eric, Dan, last weekend, one of my cameras, I had a big bobcat. How hard are they on my turkeys and fawns this spring? Uh, actually, bobcats will eat turkey poults and turkeys, so they do that. Um, they, I, I think they'll grab a fawn if they have an opportunity, but most of the predation on fawns, um, you know, are coyotes. So, but I, I would, it wouldn't shock me if a bobcat got a fawn. We need more. Hey, I'll tell you what. I should have called in to talk about the olive tap. Maybe you should have done the baby shark. <laughs> you know, Mike Rains. Olive tap's open. They've got special hours, but Lance and Sonny are open over there at the... Oh, I'm sorry. I was. Could you not hear me? No, you just went from your normal voice no. to... Uh... Hello out there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Olive Tap is open. They just have little special hours, but Lance and Sonny are hard at it at the Olive Tap. So, um, anyway, yeah, Bobcats. They uh, if they have the opportunity, they would snack on a fawn. We need we need more trappers. We need more trappers for raccoons. Raccoons are totally out of hand. You know, a lot of folks are saying turkey numbers are down across the country, and some of it's because of winter mortality. Some of it's because of rain. Um, I don't know if you know this or not, but a hen will keep re-nesting until she has a successful clutch. She will do that. But every time that she has to re-nest, it's less eggs. Did you know that? That's, that's, that's gospel from the biologists. The thing is, it's not just because of the, the rain and the, and the, the, the winter. Uh, when, they, when they're nesting, you got snakes, you got rats, you got raccoons, possums. 
that are in there, uh, they're eating the eggs. So we need more trappers. God bless our people that are trapping. We got to keep the numbers in check. Remember, it's carrying capacity. The ground or the land is only going to support so much life. We need more folks out there trapping or fur harvesting. We really do. We got to get our, our raccoons in check. I tell you, um, we're going to be doing a little more predator hunting and stuff uh, just to help with uh, keeping the numbers where they go. Uh, talking to the mic, not on Facebook, people. <laughs> so, uh, Tim, I am. Uh, the mic's right here, Tim. I got it. Rhonda, good morning. Good to see you. <laughs> just talking to Mike, not to the Facebook, people. Tim's on Facebook. Keep him honest, Tim. Yeah, he's, everybody's <laughs> on me, man. Everybody's on me. Oh, I told you that already. Let's see. Uh, when is Respect the Game TV on? Thank you for asking. I will tell you. It's on the Sportsman's Channel Mondays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time. It's on 52 weeks a year. Tuesdays, 9.30 uh, p.m. Eastern Time. Wednesday, 12.30 a.m. Eastern Time. And Thursdays at 7 a.m. Eastern Time. And then if you miss it, you can always go... I'll help out your producer. <laughs> Tim says he's helping you out there, Andrew. Keep fighting the good fight, Tim. Yeah. Uh, anyway, you can always check us out. I won't start showing up until about uh, probably July. That's when I'll start showing up. Then you're really going to have problems. So, Unless I don't shoot a turkey this year. It could be. Hey, stranger things have happened, right? I, I tell you, kind of crazy. I forgot to put my headphones back on, too. Not that I need them. We don't have a guest. That's true. You can just go, you know, free it. Yeah. You know, you know no headphones. No holds back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Jesse Smith, good to see you. So, uh, Gary Wagner, Darren Islander, American Family Insurance Outdoor Calendar. Here's my calendar. Turkey, the youth season in Iowa is open right now. And then if you don't get your tag filled... During this youth season this weekend, it's good for any of the four seasons. Okay, did you know that it is? So don't worry, kids. If you don't if you don't fill out uh, during you you know you can go with dad and and uh, get out mom or grandpa, grandma, uncle or whoever's taking you, big brother. Um, just get out there and have fun, and uh, you got till uh, the end of the end of turkey season if you don't get it done in, t in the kids season. So in the Utes in the Ute season, what, what was that word? U Utes. What's a Ute? What's what do you mean? What's a Ute? It's oh, I'm sorry, Your Honor. You. I, I was going to say Ute is the mascot of uh, University of Utah. A what? University of Utah. Who? Utes. Utes. Yeah. No, that's what. That's in my cousin Vinny. Utes. <laughs> that's, a, that's, his, that's how he said for kids. The Utes. What's a Ute? Uh, what? Oh, and then he says, "I'm sorry, Your Honor. You. You. Yeah. Jesse. <laughs> How you doing, Jesse? Uh, Chris Curra, lacrosse and Danner. How you doing, Chris? Good to see you, buddy. I got my Danners on right now. Look at this. Hang on. Just to show you, there's my Danners. See, Danners. Love my Danners. Is that dog poop on the bottom of that shoe? It was not. That was a, <laughs> what are you talking about? There's dog poop on there. Not either. Come on, my, man. I wouldn't do that to my Danners. Ugh. Chris, we just had Larry Mack on. I know he's wearing his lacrosse and Danners, too. 
Uh, let's see. What was Darren Highlander saying? I got a thing from Darren. I... <laughs> he says, uh-oh. Uh-oh, what? I have no idea what he was saying. Oh, Man, I tell you, Elvis, Elvis and American Family Insurance. He's always causing me trouble. Bingo. Let's catch up soon. Thanks, Chris. Uh, Marvin, how you doing, buddy? Uh, good to see you. All right. We got one more break. I, I don't think I've, if I even said anything of substance in the last five minutes, I think I've just been jabber John, haven't I? It's made for an entertaining hour. Yeah. yeah well, there you go. Uh, 848 and some change here on 1350 ESPN. Uh, this break is brought to you by the fine folks at Darren Eilander and Gary Wagner, American family insurance. Good. That will save you money. It's, you might have to, you might have to put up with some bad jokes, but that's okay. They're going to save you money. I promise you. We'll be right back on 1350 ESPN. It's outdoors. Dan on 1350 ESPN. All right, welcome back to Waking Up the Outdoors with Outdoors Dan on 1350 ESPN. I wanted to tell everybody, uh, Sportsman's Warehouse has a great selection of limited clothing in. I was just up there the other day. They got two racks waiting for you, so there's no excuse for you to have ticks or chiggers on you this year. Go up to Sportsman's Warehouse and get you some limited. I promise you, you will be glad you did. Nita, Nita Williams, uh, Rita Korn, Chris Curra, Marvin, Aaron, Ben, Donovan, they're all watching us on Facebook Live. We stream the show each and every week for everybody outside of our listening area, courtesy of the fine folks at Imperial RV Center. We always appreciate you watching and checking us out. John Chapman, how you doing, buddy? So we got about, what, five, three minutes left. So if you're going out Monday, uh, Monday, uh, it's the weather's, ugh, it's not going to be super great, but might want to go out mid-morning, sleep in till the wind subsides. If not, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday looks really good. So just be patient. Get out there, and uh, they should be fired up. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, send me picks. I want to see picks. So just uh, like Larry McCoy said, just try to read the birds' uh, behavior or temperature. If they're excited, you know, let, you know, keep talking to them. If they're not, you know, be cautious. Myself. Once I get them gobbling several times, I kind of just tend to shut up or just go to clucking purrs. If I can see them, I shut up. That's one thing I, w I will say. If they're within uh, seeing distance, if I can see them out there and it's like 40, 50 yards, I'm not calling anymore. I'm getting ready to shoot. So just be patient and don't worry about messing up. Don't worry about making a bad call. Some of the worst calls I've ever heard in my life are real turkeys, like Larry and I were talking about. So. Don't worry about that. Just get out there and have fun, shoot straight, and get ready for some nice pro gourmet protein. Yum yum. yum, yum. So, you know, uh, I do like smoking them. I I I I I hate plucking turkeys. I usually skin them out and then I'll put them on my smoker and uh, you know I smoke them at two twenty five, two fifty. Put some hickory and cherry wood, and then uh, I'll go ahead and. Uh, uh, take some, uh, in a spray bottle, some apple juice, and I'll keep spraying them every 15, 20 minutes. And boy, I tell you what, that's an awesome way to eat a turkey, but, uh, it, they're all good. Just get out there and enjoy yourself. Be safe, plan your hunt, hunt your plan. And, uh, if you need help, I'm always around, hit me up on Facebook or, you know, go to outdoorsdan.com. Don't forget, uh, here in the next week or so, look for respect the game TV, the podcast, they're going to start showing up on iTunes, Apple, 
music, um, uh, Spotify, Sketcher. There's going to be they're going to be all over the place, and you're going to hopefully enjoy them as much as we do doing it for you. So, uh, thank you, Clint. I need all the luck I can get. <laughs> Uh, I would rather be lucky than good any day, right? Right, Andrew? Yeah, I mean, a fair amount of luck always goes the long way. Yeah. Happy Easter, Rita. Happy Easter to everybody. God bless you. Uh, hang in there. Be good to one another. Look out after your neighbor. Check in with your family. Make sure everybody's okay. And like I said, I think we're on a downhill slide of what's uh, what we've been going through the last several weeks. So things will be things will be good here pretty soon. Pretty soon. Hey, I got to go. We'll see you next week, God willing. And hopefully we'll have some good turkey stories for you. See you next time right here on Saturday mornings, 1350 ESPN. God bless everybody.